peace everybody welcome to a brand new episode of the dynex podcast this is your host evil the any star it is february 6th this is the nba trade deadline man what a day today was it was like hectic trying to get to that 3 p.m i was constantly checking my phone checking all my sources quote unquote hey man you guys know the vibes already there's a lot of changes in nick land man Let's let it rock out. This is some gangsters, bro. Yeah, you know the vibes, guys. And like I said, it's a trade deadline. Uh, where do we start, man? We get, well, we definitely got to start from uh, from like the beginning, man. The beginning, we had brought um Steve Stout in this um in this equation because um let's face it, man. People hate the Knicks. People hate the Knicks, and they hate it hate them because of the owner. They just can't stand the way the owner looks. It's not necessarily what the owner has done specifically, you know. They just don't like the way he looks. They don't like anything about him. You know, he's a, he's the face of New York's of um, Knicks basketball. Knicks haven't won in a while, so he's the face. He's the owner. So everybody just hates him. You know, he didn't really particularly do anything, you know, personally to to warrant all that hate. But um, it is what it is. You, you own the team. They haven't won in a while. It's part of the territory. You, you um, I'm, I always defend Dolan on here, man, because every name that you could think of, every hot name that was available every summer. We went and got them. Everybody talked about it, you know, at nauseum on this podcast. You know, we can go to Larry Brown. You know, everybody, man, just go down the line. Lenny Wilkins, we had Lenny Wilkins at one point. We have Phil Jackson here for Christ's sake. You know, just go down the line. Isaiah, we'll talk about Isaiah a little later. But um, you know, Dolan's done everything that he that he can to um try to get this team to win, man. He spent the money, luxury tax, and all this all these things, man. But let's just go back to this um Steve Stout. Hiring, it's not really him per se, but it's his company. His company's called Translation. Translation is an advertising company. So what they do is that they use music and um, the culture surrounding it to try to change or improve, you know, the outlook of certain companies. Like, like, um, you know, when you think of Steve Stout, most people think about just hip hop music and Nas and and things of that nature. But um, you know, he's he's uh, evolved as a human being. You know, it's not just music. It's not just managing groups and stuff like that. He branched off, like I said, he got this advertising company. So he's worked with big companies like, you know, Anheuser-Busch. You know, you can just Google it on yourself. The company's called Translation. So anyway, the Knicks hired them to basically, you know, you know, just to figure out another way to to get the um the fans, the media, and just everyone to stop focusing so much on James Dolan. You know, that's what I wish would happen too. Because I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of the Knicks. I don't really care about James Dolan. And like every single day, that's all we got to hear about. So, this um, hopefully this advertising group comes in and they really do their job. But um, right off the bat, I want to shout out my man um, Simeon from Nothing But Knicks. Nothing But Knicks. He um, posted something on Instagram. He doesn't usually post on Instagram. So, when he does post on Instagram, it's usually something that has some weight to it. So, he made a little post um, saying that, um, you know, Steve Mills was cited pissed leaving the garden yesterday. I'm um, not yesterday. It's going to be on Super Bowl Sunday. 
So out of all days on a Sunday, and it happens to be Super Bowl Sunday, he was called into the into the office, and they let him know basically what we know now. Uh, they fired him, you know. And uh, like I said, I want to shout out um Sim for for kind of like breaking that, because his sources or whatever people that he knows in the garden, they were saying that, you know, there was it basically was causing a commotion. I also heard some things too from from people that um like like um what do you call it? season ticket people and uh people that work around the garden i kind of heard some some things as well you know so apparently steve mills was carrying on it was a big thing it wasn't something that was that, that was like hiding or anything like that he like left the garden pissed you know and he was making a scene a little bit so like like i said now we know what it what, what it was he got fired so i'm quite sure you know he probably let, the, let everybody know that um he's been here and he's the one that's been holding it down i could just imagine we, we've been we were kind of uh, talking about it like crazy at work today but um you know, it is what it is. Steve Mills is a trigger. Steve Mills is a trigger for fans, man. As soon as you see him on, on the screen, on your televisions, on your phones, at the Nick games, they always showing him. He always got that same stupid smirk on his face, man. It, it, it Like that stupid um, salt and pepper hair. You know, his suits, dumb suits, his stupid voice. <laughs> you know, he's just, he's just a trigger for all Knicks fans. I mean, he's a trigger for me, too. But like, like I said, I, I'm able to you know compartmentalize a lot of things when it has to do with the Knicks and... You know ownership management things like that. I, I can excuse me compartmentalize things, you know, so it doesn't really affect me as much. But like I said, he's a super trigger for a lot of fans. So I mean, he had to go, and I want to credit Steve Stiles Company, the translation for doing that because from an advertising um, perspective, if you're looking from from the Knicks from the outside, you see Steve Mills' face and just everything that he's that he's brought to this this organization throughout the last 15, you know, damn near 20 years. You know, it's been nothing but trash. You know, the biggest trash, like I want to I talk about the Isaiah era. When Isaiah was here, you know, I don't know what the Knicks were doing. The, the Knicks were, were um, picking up alcoholics, you know, womanizers, you know, like it was it was just a, a complete mess. You know, Marbury was going through his stuff. You know, you can go down the line. We even got um, Steve Franchise. And Steve Franchise at the time, he was like a functioning alcoholic at the time. You know, you could just go down the line to every single player that we had, man. It was just, it was just, not, it was just madness. You know the the super madness, you know, reached this peak when um the whole Anuka Brown, uh, situation came through when uh, when, you know, apparently they were they were calling her a bitch and stuff like that behind the scenes and stuff. So I mean, I mean it, the stuff that was happening and was said at the time, you know, you know they went through trial and everything. You know, it it just seemed like 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 how could that even possibly be going on? But apparently it was, and they they had to pay her. Or whatever they, they they like they they um like she wanted her job back or whatever, or like they offered her a job back. I, I forgot what the situation was, but that shit was so crazy. But Steve Mills was a part of that. I believe he got you know they 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 made him step down from there and like he like he like um let's um let's let's um you know kind of rewind a little bit, man. Um, bring it down to the to the to the smallest molecule. Steve Mills is just straight up Dolan's boy. That's his man. You know what I'm saying? And if that's your man. You know what I'm saying? No, no, on rainbow. If that's your boy, you know what I'm saying? That you, you ride a, he's just ride or die. This is ride or die, dude. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what the history is, how these guys met, and how it got to that point where these guys were buddy buddies like this. You know, I just don't, I just don't get it, man. But, like I said, that's his boy. So even now, um, Steve Mills is fired, but not necessarily fired and, and like kicked out the door like, like a, like a bum. 
he just got reclassified. They took him out of the um the president of basketball operation for the Knicks and put him in another position. They made up they made up a position of like a board, some kind of board of trustees. They didn't really explain it too much, right? But the, when they first explained it, they said that he was going to be in charge of something else in the garden, had nothing having having nothing to do with sports. But now you're starting to see um, reports that there's this new board that I believe this whole um, translation company they um they suggested that the Knicks um, start this new branch where they oversee things but they in the shadows it's like a board which which would make sense you know what i'm saying so like do you necessarily need a president of basketball operations if you're going to have like a secret society kind of board that um votes on things you know what i'm saying that 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 kind of would make more sense because like you really need to look at the garden as an entity in itself not just the Knicks but it's also the rangers is also other entities too entertainment music and everything else even the fans you know the, 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 you need like a like a group for so everyone can have an opinion and i'm um, just um really vote on things you know so i kind of like that idea but like i said steve mills has been nominated to be a part of this group so technically steve mills is not completely fired he's still going to be at, at the garden but the thing is like i said he's a trigger so i'm just glad they pulled him as the figurehead and um he's now he's now alone um he's he's like um there's no one there so he's like over there and now we're like alone and uh we don't have a president at the moment and um what a what a day to do it um then um on the day of the trade deadline i mean three o'clock p.m was the was on um, the time that the um deadline was going to be over and all this news hits us like uh today <laughs> the news hit us like well well it hit us yesterday i think but it's like, yo, man, what are we, what are we gonna do? The trade deadline is tomorrow at three o'clock. What are we what are we supposed to do? So, um, you know that that's um that's that's just life being a Knicks fan right there, man. It's it's never a dull day, uh, being a Knicks fan, and it's it's just um, it's just crazy, man. But you know, I wanna I wanna also add like during the, during the draft last year, they had a couple prospects or whatever, and they they made a specific point to say that uh, Steve Mills was just like creepy. He was like the um the out of touch black guy that was trying to be extra black to to make the players feel like like um like the Knicks organization is cool, but apparently that wasn't a thing because that was something that was ringing throughout all the interviews saying that it was just weird being around Steve Mills or whatever. So like I said, music, cultural, uh, advertising, and all this this whole big mix. That's what um this whole translation company is all about, and um you know, I'm 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 really I'm I'm just like extremely excited about it. But one one thing I am excited about as as well is that um you know through all these firings and shit like that is just that um Scott Perry um didn't get the axe. Now you go through Twitter and you look through the comments and stuff like that. People were calling um Scott Perry stupid ass and everything under the sun, you know. But when it, when it come when it when you like I said when you break it down again, when when um Steve Mills brought Scott Perry into this into this uh mix, uh, he was touted as as a guy that um that rebuilt Orlando. All the young guys that um that Orlando picked up throughout the years, whatever, that's Scott Perry. All of that is Scott Perry. Aaron Gordon, even um you know Fournier and all these different guys. That all that is um is um Scott Perry. Scott Perry moved on um from there and went to eventually made his way to Sacramento. And Sacramento, I think he was there for maybe like a, a year or maybe just a few months. Within within those few months, he added on all these young players. You want you want to um Buddy Hill. Um, the other, you know, they're, they're super, um, point guard that they got over there now. All the young guys was, was, um, is in place now because of Steve Mills. But Steve Mills left that position because he was going to get his dream position. And that is the general manager of a team. Cause he was, he was the assistant manager 
over there in Sacramento, basically running everything while, you know, uh, Vladi or whoever they, whoever they had over there was the figurehead. But he was really the one behind the scenes advising, you know. But now at the general manager role, he's supposed to be the one that's completely in charge. But of course, you got Steve Mills, you know, overseeing, you know what I'm saying? So knowing what we know about Steve Mills and the history, like I mentioned, Onuka Brown and Isaiah, the whole, that whole era, I'm quite sure that every time somebody called or whatever, you know, maybe Scott Perry might have had an idea or he might have been dictating it. But he said, you know what? I'm, uh, uh, hey, uh, uh, Scott, uh, who's the um, president? Uh, me or you? You know, I, I could I could just see that coming out of his, out of his mouth, you know? So, I mean, all these things came to a head as well. You know what I'm saying? These guys can't, they, they were, they were um, arguing on key points, like how to move this franchise forward. And like a day like today, the, on the NBA trade deadline, you really need to be in sync. You can't just be like, okay, let's give up our draft picks and then young guys for certain for certain players and, um, you know, just give up give up all, the, all that stuff for, for nothing. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and Scott Perry, since he's been here, he's been trying to keep everything, you know, um, conservative, you know. Hold the chips until until you absolutely need to use them. Now you know names like you know D'Angelo Russell and all these guys were were popping up. Now, I'm a fan of the D'Angelo Russell, but um you know we talked about it today. Like guys were asking me, oh would you would you would you pick him up? Would you would you would you want him to be the point guard for the Knicks? I mean like why the hell not? You know, but um you know he makes like what 27 million this year. Uh you know he's he's kind of tall. He's not really quick. He plays decent defense. You know, but if if you want to look at his numbers, he he hasn't really been playing a lot of minutes. Um, the year that he went to the um to the All Star game, he only played thirty minutes a game, and he was averaging twenty one and seven. I'm talking in thirty minutes a game. You up that up to thirty six. Now you're talking about um twenty three, uh twenty five points a game. You know, in um in thirty six minutes instead of thirty. You know, and this this year uh for sure, it's like um you know he's already averaging like twenty three, I believe. And you, you can easily bump that up to 25, you know, if you if you push his minutes up to 36. Because he's still not even averaging a lot of minutes this year. So it's incredible what, what Dilo has been able to do. But is that the guy that you really want? Is, is, he, is he the type of guy that's going to fit next to RJ? You know, I kind of think he would. But at the same time, you're looking at timelines and stuff like that. So, you know, you got RJ. RJ's like 19. So, you know, maybe the Knicks want to uh, build a backcourt with RJ around the same age. You got 19, maybe... Fine. Um, you know, this year coming up, we'll we'll draft a. Hopefully, we'll be able to draft a point guard around 20 years old. But you know, these these are gambles. You know, because we we don't know if, if we're going to be in position to to draft a point guard. You know, the Knicks. Um, judging from this Orlando game I've been watching, it doesn't really seem like they're completely tanking and just putting the kids out there like that. You know, that's another thing too. We we can't really benefit from tanking because the way the um the draft rules are now. So we we just kind of in limbo. We kind of just need to just play basketball. You know, so that's no hero there. But I mean, Scott Scott um, Perry, for me, he's done a great job. You know, right now we have last time I checked, we have seven draft picks over the next uh, four years or whatever. I forgot I forgot what the what the it's like silly how many how many draft picks we have over the next couple of years. Um, you know, we we are our cap is great. You know, we we have a bunch of guys that are signed to one year contracts. Bobby Portis is still on the roster. Wellington is still on the roster. Uh, Reggie Bullock is still on the roster. You know, Todd Gibson, all these guys—they're all all on one-year contracts. So, um, when the summer hits, we're gonna renounce everybody, and we're gonna start it start again. So we, we did put money in Julius Randle. Uh, you know, that's another guy too. Like a lot of people keep talking badly about um, Julius Randle, but if you if you would um, just calm calm yourself for a few minutes, um, Julius Randle is one of the better power forwards in the NBA. You know, you can't you can't really argue that. 
you know, so you got you got Julius Randle in place. He, he's the one that he has like guaranteed money for like the next two years, I, th I guess. So you got Julius Randle. You just go with that. You know, he still he has a tradable contract because he does produce. You know, so he has a tradable contract. So it's not really something that that um to cry about. You know, it, I know we got guys like Wooten and stuff like that, but I mean these guys are on like rookie scale, you know, non guarantee type contracts. So they'll be around or not. You know. So it's like not really something to really complain about, but like like I said, we got Randall. He's a power forward. You know, you can you can roll with him. We got RJ. That's another guy you can roll with. I I believe in Alfred Payton. I think he's a uh, not a great point guard, but he's extremely good. You know, as like a um as a facilitator, and because I mean, right now he's our best point guard. He he's um he has defensive presence and he has offensive presence. Yes, he doesn't shoot the three. But, I mean, that's just the way everyone is right now. When they talk about point guard, they're talking about a guy that can shoot a three. You know, Alfred Payton can't shoot the three. But you can't deny that, he, that he's not a good basketball player. He, he can um, he plays well everywhere on the court. You know, he's, he's not a super dominant scorer. But if, if, he, if you need a basket, he can get a basket. If you, want to, if you need somebody to get to the rim, he can get to the rim. Need somebody to make the pass, he's going to um, find the right player. He's, he plays defense. He gets good steals on and off the ball. He's a good point guard. Now we still in search of our lead guard. So now you know a lot. I know I know um, a lot of people like Frank and this that, and the other. But with Alfred playing this way, Alfred is not is not super old. Alfred Alfred still has some has some youth to him. You know he's a young guy still. So me personally, I would keep Alfred Payton. Alfred Payton is a is a keeper at this at this um, present time right now after the trade deadline. At this present time, I, f I feel Alfred Payton is a keeper. I would try to keep him. Um, Frank Nilakina, I know, I know, everybody wishes that he would just step up already. But Frank Nilakina, right now, this is his third year. He should be Alfred Payton. You know, when is he gonna be Alfred Payton? Like on the court, just on on the bench, and just the way that he, like he he still doesn't have that that um that um you know he doesn't lock down. Alfred Payton is completely immersed in the game on both sides. That's the court awareness I was talking about. Frank Nilakina does not have court awareness. You know, so that's that's what kills me. Uh, another guy is Kevin Knox. Right, right off the bat, you assume that Kevin Knox was would assume the starting position and start getting the um the minutes. In this Orlando game, they starting Reggie Bullock. Why? Because Kevin Knox has zero court uh, um awareness on offense or defense. So you you cannot reward guys with minutes if they don't show that they're even in the game. You know they they don't show that um you know the skill like just putting guys out there is not going to teach them the game you 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 have to at least know the game rj barrett is not being given a spot rj barrett knows the game rj rj barrett has offensive and de defensive awareness for good for those that follow the podcast it's about that time there's a motorcycle guy in the neighborhood that always rolls through at the same time every day that's been happening since i've been doing the podcast so if you haven't heard that in a while it's because i haven't been in this location in a minute anyway like i said the court awareness rj barrett has that you know uh mitchell robinson the the defensive awareness that the kid has is amazing also his offensive awareness is great too as far as like being able to roll set picks and get to the basket or whatever the uh, the thing with um mitchell robinson is that he might need more minutes just just to uh adapt to um the whole inside play like um you know but still in my opinion you still can't start him because you know he um uh what um Taj Gibson brings as far as uh a sealing off his area controlling the paint um Taj Gibson still does that you know um that's something that Mitchell Robinson hasn't learned yet 
Now that's that that particular part is not learned by just giving minutes. Same thing with Kevin Knox. That's not gonna be learned by by giving um useless minutes. You know, um, same thing with Frank. That stuff is not gonna be learned by giving um you um useless minutes. These guys have gotta learn that within um practice is is a one place they need to get it, and um you know and just internally they have to learn. They have to grow up as as individuals. Now, do you wait for that? Because I mean, at the at the end of the day, the Knicks are trying to build a basketball team. So are we are are we developing young guys to help their careers? Or are we building the Knicks up? You know, that's something that that um that the Knicks have to got to decide on. And in my opinion, this summer all those guys should be gone. Kevin Knox, all those guys. I don't care if they develop somewhere else, quote unquote, develop. If they just snap out of it and take control of their own career in another um, spot, maybe they need to get um to get traded because then then they'll feel the um the pressure. Maybe they might cry, you know, or whatever. Maybe their their agent might yell at them. Maybe their parents might have to talk to them or something like. Or maybe they'll finally soul search within themselves and say, "Listen, I got traded, man." So so it's like nothing. I'm in this new situation. I don't know anybody. You know, if I want to be in this league, I I gotta wake up. You know, maybe that's what they need. You know, and. Particularly, I don't give a fuck about that shit. You know what I'm saying? This is I'm a Knicks fan. This is a dire Knicks podcast. We are all about the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so be it, man. If if um, Frank gotta go, he gotta go. If Knox gotta go, he gotta go. Cause guess what? We got guys coming. We got guys behind him that that's ready to to play. Um, uh, number one guy that I, I would like to see right now is Iggy Brazikas. I'd rather see Kevin Knox in the in the, um in the G League right now and um make um Braxikas come up because I think Braxikas will come up and, and fit seamlessly, the same way like um like my other guy um uh, I always forget the freaking guy's name, but um the the point guard that's in um in in our G League affiliate right now that comes up whenever we have injuries he comes he comes from the G League and plays well but we can't keep him up here because we're still fucking around with Frank Nielkina, you know so it's it's just um it's just amazing man. So for for me, it's always next man up because you know you gotta show that you can play. There's none of this baby stuff. That's not never gonna come out my in my mouth. That you got oh we gotta play this guy, you know whatever. Only if the guy is showing that he could play. These guys are not showing that they could play. R.J. Barrett is showing that he could play. R.J. Barrett deserves these minutes that he's getting. He's not getting spoon fed or he's not getting developed better than the other guys. Come on, you cannot have that um um, you know uh, both ways in this conversation. Well, let's um let's take a pause and and um we're gonna talk about something else on the next segment. So I, I just I feel like I need to um explain what exactly I do here. This is the Die Knicks podcast. Um, I am a diehard Knicks fan, and um I talk about it here on this podcast. That's that's what I do. I'm from East New York, Brooklyn. Um, I'm not a I'm not a kid, you know what I'm saying, and I'm not not an old guy either. But I'm I'm 40 years old, you know what I'm saying. So. There's a lot of history. I've been a Knicks fan since Bernard King's been here. So I was a little baby, but I remember Bernard King as a, as a superhero, whatever. Anyway, so this, this that's my brief history of um of who I am. So you can put all those things together and come with your own conclusion of the type of person that I am. So anyway, I say that to say that um you know a lot of, a lot of you out there, not a lot of you, but some of you out there have been coming for me, you know, in, in certain certain regards, you know, whether it be my peers. Or like um, some people that that um like some of my my I want to say super fans of, the, of of my podcast and coming for me. A couple other people in the, in the comments as well. Uh, for, first off, I, I want to start off with this um with uh, Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris made some comments not too long ago about um you know uh, 
what's this guy Crowder, um, Jay Crowder being um, feminine, feminine like or whatever the fuck. What, what's what's the exact quote here, man? I wrote it down. Whatever he said um, that uh, he had female tendencies and very woman like. Said um, that he was um, what what was and he he actually said it to a female reporter. So anyway. You know, so I didn't I didn't make a post about it. The reason why I didn't make a post about it because I don't want that shit on my page. You know what I'm saying? As soon as he said it, I was like, Oh my god, what is he doing? Somebody tackle him. Somebody get him off the out the out the screen, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, you know, we, we used to have PR guys in the locker room to make sure guys were weren't saying stupid shit. So I mean they, they should've they should have just cut him off, you know? This should be like like uh like somebody standing there and I'm just like whoa, whoa, whoa you know like whatever without making a scene but there has to be something like yo shut it cut it out you know what I'm saying straight off the bat uh, female tendencies like there's there's a NBA there's a WNBA out there you know and especially in in this um, Me Too era and stuff like that it's like what are you doing fam you know like like um these guys are million dollar athletes they're they're businesses within themselves so they should already be trained in this already. Do not you just do not do that. You do not come for, you do not um say certain things like that. Even though you have you're not dissing women, because I get it from the context of whatever. As as a man, as playing sports and stuff like that, you do do you do do that. You call another man a pussy, or a bitch, or even the f word. And I'm not saying the um I'm not saying uh, f u c k. I'm talking about the other f word. You know, you, you'll say you'll say that word, but you don't mean like you're, you're not. It's not a gay slur. You're calling another man that, and you're just saying it because they're soft. You know, so that's that's just what it is. That's how we talk to each other as men. And if you don't like it, then you fight. That's how that's how it goes. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know what what Morris um, thought he was. I don't know if he thought he was still in Philly on the on a playground or something like that. But I mean, this is like national TV. The world is looking at this. You have to be more responsible in the words that you choose. Especially as a professional basketball player, so I mean, I just did not want that on my page. So anyway, one of one of uh, my my super fans, um, this person has been interacting with me on my page for a long time. Never had a problem with this person, you know. And and uh, we've had like uh, a lot of uh, interactions, even DM wise. And they and they're gonna hit me up and ask me like, um, how come I didn't say nothing about this? And that, you know, you didn't even give me a chance. You know, if um we didn't have um this firing of Steve Mills and uh, the trade deadline coming up. You know, I would have been to the podcast about this maybe on Monday or Tuesday, you know, but this this was happening, so I was waiting to say something about it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I didn't want this stuff on, on my page, but I, I was going to say something about it because I felt like it was necessary. And I and I had um, a guest lined up to talk about it, but um, I, was, I wasn't able to get to get them on so we, so we can um, so we can really have an in-depth conversation about it. So I just thought about it. I, I feel like we don't need to have an in-depth conversation, but I just, uh, I, I was called a misogynist because I didn't say anything. And it's just like I'm the reason why, and 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 she brought up stuff like Martin Luther King and all this other stuff. I, I mean, are you listening to what I'm saying? Just like this total nonsense, you know. So you don't know nothing about me, you know. All you all you know is this: that I have an Instagram page and I have a podcast, and you just want to come for me for whatever, and um, threatening me and all that kind of stuff, and not just threatening me, threatening my my um, my um, counterparts, you know, other podcasters are on my page. So I had to block her. You know what I'm saying? If she's listening to the podcast. Yes, I blocked you, you know. But you're not the only one. I had to block somebody else because, um, because they want to come on my on my page and call me stupid. For I forgot what it was. He he called me stupid because, um, because whatever one of my posts. I'm not I'm not even gonna look it up. Um, like he said something, whatever. So I I commented back, and then he want to comment on uh, on me, whatever. But it's like, um, 
you know, like, like I said, I already, I already gave my brief, brief um, description of who I am, you know, and what, and what this platform is. I'm a diehard Knicks fan. I know what the fuck I'm talking about, you know. So, so don't, don't come at me, uh, don't come for me, on stupid shit like basic things. Basic things that's going on with the Knicks don't come, don't come for me with that because it's my assumption that if you're, if you're here um, on my page looking, that you have the basic knowledge about being a Knicks fan. Like if you don't know, then you should continue listening because I because I'll show you. You know what I'm saying? But don't come on my on my page with nonsense, especially if you can easily scroll down and find the answer that, you, that you're accusing me of. You know, like like cut it out, man. So you know, I'm, instead instead of um arguing, and or instead of escalating the argument, which I which I thought about, I just blocked them. You know, and I hate to do that, man, because like I want I like my my synopsis. I want to inter I want to interact with my Knicks fans. You know, but I don't have time for the trolling. So this is this is something that that I have to navigate as as I continue to grow this podcast. I don't have time for it, bro. I I, I want to link up with fans. I've, I've linked up with plenty of fans. You know, I don't. You know, some of these fans could be trolls. You know, you know, hiding out on the side or whatever, whatever. But if you meet me, you're gonna know. You're gonna see what type of person I am. You know, and um, just um, listen listen to the podcast. I'm I'm always talking about the Knicks. I'm always throwing in some kind of philosophical stuff, some kind of advice. Some, some just just something other than bad. I always try to give something extra, you know, not not just basic X's and O's and dumb shit that you can just Google on your own, or something you can see by watching the games. I don't usually talk about the games when I went on this podcast. There's always something else, you know. But um, you know, just just um, just like you know, knock it off, man. You know, and um, I also want to um shout out um uh, like um some of my counterparts, whatever. Like they they they're coming for me also on, on my page. It's like. You know, um, um, didn't we do um, like like uh, a podcast together? You know, why are you coming coming for me like like we don't have a relationship? You know, and then like I, I met I met um, you know uh, you know you in person and I and I stood up for you also. I I let you know I had your back and I it was genuine. You know, and then like now this might be like the third time that you did it, like trying to trying to blast me on my own page. It's like why are you doing that? You know, this is not a competition. I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to fry you. You know, I would like to do another show with you. You know, but I mean, don't come on my page trying to fry me, and then just leave it like that. Because like, like it seems like like to me that you you just you're just trying to get attention for yourself. You know, so I mean, I'm not with that, man. I'm not with the with the smoke. Cause I, I mean, I could get I could give it back, but that's not what I what I want to do with this um with this podcast. I don't want to be arguing with with my constituents on here. You know, and um you know it's just it's just annoying, man. It's not. I mean, there's one particular person. If you listen to the podcast, you know who you are. You know, and, and if if we get a chance to, we we could, we could speak on it to with, with each other, you know, maybe on on another collaboration. But um, you're not the only one. There's been other ones that, that's been doing it too, you know. So it's it's just annoying, you know. So I just I just wanted to say that, man, because like I said, this is a Dynamics podcast. I want to I want to interact with my fans. I want to have conversations, and um, I just I just wanna I just wanna talk about the Knicks, man, because I, I feel as if the Knicks are on the path right now to finally getting back to uh, being relevant again, winning games possibly winning the championship you know I, I you know rj barrett we just drafted him he's not the savior you know that was the old the old um you know word that we used to use every time we got somebody we, we're not looking for saviors we're looking for uh, a basketball team the savior shit is done because lebron killed that already you're not going to draft a guy he's not going to lead you to nothing these nba players are friends they want to get together they want to have fun and they want to win that way you know, there's, there's, there's no such thing as, oh, we got this one guy, he's going to be our savior. No, that's, this, that shit is over. Get, you know, over and done with, you know. Same thing same thing with, like, traditional media. It's all it's all tied together. Traditional media, excuse me, traditional media, like, um, some guys are still um, queuing up the post. Hey, the post said this. The post said that. Are you kidding me? 
you know, like it's just like I'm um, turning on the radio. Like, hey, let me turn on the radio to find out what the hottest um, hip hop song is. Oh, hey, listen to that. Hey, let me listen to this new. Hey, I don't like it, but I'm but I'm gonna like it because it's on the radio. It's like this is this is 2020. Those days are over. You know what I'm saying? We 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 don't um go to like um like the traditional things to find stuff anymore. I'm not going to the radio to find out what's hot or to find out what my what my what my favorite artists are doing. It's on the internet. Everybody's on the internet now. You know. Everybody's independent. Everybody's on the internet right now. I'm not going to be going to the New York Post looking for anything. You know, if anything, uh, the New York Post is probably looking at this podcast and trying to find out um, ideas on how to improve their brand. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? And they do it across the board to all the other platforms. I, I mean, you can see it on Knicks Fan TV. Knicks Fan TV right now got everybody by the balls, especially the New York media. They, they, these guys are on fire. You know, Mad Good Knicks show, they're trying to figure out um, what they're going to do. These are all the top dogs. Nothing but Knicks. He still got his got his um, you know, underground feel as far as Knicks fans and stuff like that. His talk show and stuff like that. I haven't um listened to any of these guys, and um in you know I haven't listened to them in a in a good while because most of the shows come on um late at night and I'm I'm sleep by that time. You know I'm 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 a grown ass man. I got things to do, so I can't be up late at night um you know checking these guys' shows. But I have a lot of respect for them. You know let, let's talk about um. Uh, State of the New York um, uh, podcast. He's a young fellow. He got I got him by ten years, but I like talking to him because he's um, relatively a new Knicks fan, kind of, you know. And um, but but he knows his shit. He he knows he's he's um smart enough to to find out history that he doesn't know about and learn about it. He's smart enough to also say something and then learn learn um, other perspectives and 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 um he's he's um able to to um change his opinion. You know, based on fact or whatever, based on what on what he learned, you know. So, I, you know, I have a lot of respect for him as well. You just go down the line, man. You know, um, you know, it's just a lot of fun, and you know, I mean, I'm interacting with guys off the off the um the mic, and um, hopefully we we can um we can get together, and start doing some things, man. But like like I said, I'm not with the bullshit, man. I'm not gonna be arguing with you on on um on um Instagram. So, you know, don't start. You don't, don't if you're gonna be listening to this and you want you want to do that, I'm not with it, man. So if you're gonna do it. I'll I'll just block you. No no cursing on my page, none of that stuff. You know I'm just gonna block you. You know I'm not I'm not gonna go back and forth with you. Then I'm um, also too. You you're gonna see me out there in Knicks events and stuff like that. So say what up. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a real chill dude. Those that those that met me, you know what I'm saying. You know you know that to be true. So I mean like let, let's just have fun with this man. The Knicks is is like something that we can pull ourselves away from reality and just enjoy basketball, enjoy our team, and then just um just move with it with, with like that. You know what I'm saying. All right, so let, let's just shine some light on on a on a, a follower of mine. Uh, his name is Ricky Gersh. I hope I'm getting that right, Ricky Gersh. Uh, I actually met him at the Nets home opener uh, with the the whole Anthony Donahue uh, get together or whatever. So um, he, you know he was there, so I got to chop it up with him. I was I was kind of happy to to meet him because you know he always posts some pictures with uh, with his son and stuff like that. I love it, man, because I'm a dad myself. But anyway, he, he makes a point here. He said, um, this whole trade reminds him of when um, we, we um, traded Nazim Muhammad to the Spurs. And that pick that we got from them ended up being David Lee. And we drafted David Lee like at um, 30. Right? Is that what he said? Well, any, anyway, we drafted David Lee late. You know, and then that was, that, I guess that was the pick that we got from Nazim Muhammad. I'm not going to fact check that. I'm just going to check, um, you know, Ricky Gersh for, um, for, for what it is. Because he himself is a diehard Knicks fan as well. So, I mean... I get it, you know what I'm saying. I, I I totally get the 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 um what the the value of this trade is, man. Another person too. Let me shout him out as well. Um, this guy is a new um follower. Where is he at? 
Ant Boogie. There you go, Ant Boogie. He's a he's a, a dancer. He's been danced with everybody, man. You can check him out. But um, Ant Boogie on Instagram, um, he made a comment. He was just like, oh, um, you know, I'm shocked you don't see the value um game and the game plan in this. Like like I said, this is the Dynex podcast, man. This is this is what I do. Of course, I see the value. Like like I said, my man um, Ricky Gersh just mentioned David Lee. The history of David Lee. He he was a, a draft pick that we, that we um added to the team, and he was we was able to get him low. We ended up getting um, what's the guy's name? Land, not Landry Fields. What's the other um the other um bust kind of bust guy that we got? Oh man. Anyway, I can't get his name, but we we drafted him seventh, and then we ended up drafting David Lee and um Nate Robinson all in the same draft. You know, and these these are extra picks that we ended up getting. You know what I'm saying? So I know I, I could see the value in getting certain getting these guys because we we can absolutely get an all star late in the draft. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I could I could still as a, as a human being still be like, damn man, I wish we would we would have did this. I wish we would have did that. You know, but it it is what it is. You know, we got value for a player that um coming into the Knicks, he was just like uh, a kind of like a spot starter. You know, people forgot that he was a small forward. He's a bench a guy that comes off the bench. They weren't really thinking too much about it. They, you know, everybody you know knows the reputation, but nobody knew that um, you know that he was capable of being a go-to guy. Cause that's what Marcus Morris was for us. He was a go-to guy, hitting game winners. You know, giving him the ball and he just creating shots, hitting jump shots. You know, shooting way it was like forty something, oh, damn near fifty percent from three. I mean, nobody knew that this was this was um the guy we were gonna get. Cause he's like 31 years old. He he didn't show this level of um of skill and uh and consistency throughout his whole career up until he's 31. He gets to the Knicks and he and he um shows his whole ass, you know. So that's that's great, man. But um, like I said, um, like uh, uh Ricky Gers said, you know, we we made a move and we um this hopefully this draft pick can turn into something like a David Lee, you know. And the Knicks really need to um to make basically do everything right. You know, because um, while you while you have these young guys, you want to uh, get pieces and stuff like that. Like we 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 messed up with um, Porzingis. You know, um, he he was brought in at the wrong time as well. We had Carmelo, and uh, we should have won when when we had Carmelo and Chris Stapps. Getting Chris Stapps should have taken us over the over the top because you know Melo was there, prime Melo. It should have been something that that um that flourished into something great, but it didn't. It, it actually we actually stayed the same, if not worse. You know what I'm saying? Then um, uh, Chris Stapps got the team by himself. He did show improvement. He got he ended up obtaining his ACL. You know the Knicks didn't really do anything to to improve the team while he was while he was here. You know, so it is what it is. We just hope that now was that Scott Perry is um is here, and then we got this new uh, management company that's overseeing things and trying to um, fix the the image of the Knicks. And um, you know, I didn't I didn't mention it the whole podcast, but you know, apparently the Knicks are gonna um hire uh these top CAA agents, the Creative Arts Agency. Um, some of the top guys there. Um, what's the guy's name? Uh, Leon, whatever the fuck his name is, you know. And then the other guy, Worldwide West. You know, these guys are, are supposed to be um you know being talked about as being put into the front office as possibly the team president, and then just somebody being in the office doing their thing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I really don't want that. You know, I don't want that because I don't want to get caught in any, um, you know, collusion or tampering or anything like that. Because hiring these guys, they're definitely going to do that. So I'm quite sure that this um, um, talent agency is is trying to make sure, you know, excuse me, not talent, um, ad agency 
um, is trying to um, sort all that out. These guys have got to um, get rid of their clients. You know, they got to, you know, get their clients to other people. They have to differentiate themselves from that world, and they got to come into the NBA world. So they got to clean everything. They got to cross their T's and dot their I's before that decision is that decision is made. So I'm not gonna talk about them right now. We'll wait till it's official. And like I said, it's not official. You know, Dolan made a put a statement out, and it, um, guys want to come for me. You know, but um, I didn't make that statement. Dolan made the statement. And then now, as you watch the next game, it was true. It's not official. I don't care what Wojnowski said. You know, Wojnowski is not is not completely um, right. And if, just because he says it doesn't mean it's true. Because uh, and like the owner out, out of his out of his own mouth, written down on, on a piece of paper, you know, that was um, edited and whatever put out there by that PR people. Um, you know, they're saying that it's not official, so it's not official. So when it does become official, then we'll, then we'll talk about it. So we'll just leave it like that, man. This is Ewood and Any Star, host of the Dynasty Podcast. Four fingers to your forehead, tucking your thumb. And please come back the next time so we can talk about some other stuff with the Knicks, man. I love the Knicks. And um, let's um, stay together, man. We're Knicks fans. There's no time to fight. You know what I'm saying? We just went through uh, like a war today and um, with this um, trade deadline. A lot of stuff going on on Twitter and stuff like that. Take a deep breath. And then let's um, come back to the to the game to, um, tomorrow. And um, let's just um, have some fun with it, man. Once again, Evru is out. Peace. This is a Gorilla Podcast Network production.